1: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of birds with friends.
2: Just the duo of three rhetoric weather in any season to see the Eagles eat teams like screamies top with cheese is Philadelphia. Both- zach making they cooler than too until Zach runs off with his ballet key he's a real nuanced goose pull up a brand, get loose it's time for some juice on some red the early bird gets the worm of prefers getting turned like a turn on someone's red Zach
1: coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on Words the
2: relationship friends. between Zach and
1: coach flynn is just kind slide in this category too almost like <laughs> as has a benevolent painter she always slowly faced you out of the drawing business with headrim yes he knows <laughs> you know, Z-Berm loves his John Carroll shout-outs on here. And there's no ill will. You know, it's all good. None at all. Perfect. Hello, everybody,
2: and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Thursday afternoon. You heard the special intro because it's a special show. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn, and joining us straight off the top from, uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is the wide receiver room at Princeton University, Coach Flynn. CF, how
1: are you? Sorry for this pod. Uh, great to be on here with close personal friend Zach, uh, fellow Bravo fan Marissa, and of course you Bo. As always,
2: we're happy to have you. We've got plenty to get to. We'll uh, we'll get to a little Jaguars preview in a little bit. We'll have our uh, Super sore casting. Obviously, we'll have our, our Crystal Bald Eagle predictions. But uh, we got we got a lot to get to, uh, Coach. So uh, I don't know. I, I I guess should we start football or non football?
1: I'm thinking you're going to go non-football anyway, so let's go non-football.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you know what? I was talking to Zach the other day about this Brett Favre situation. There's a whole, you know, new story on the Athletic, um, and Zach was saying to me, "You know what? I feel like I feel like his only crime is loving his daughter so much." And I I did
3: not say that. I I definitely did not did not say that. Okay. So on, let's sir. just put that out there. Okay. Well, no,
2: Zach did not say that. You can
3: do a lot of things. You can't misquote me. Okay. I did not say mm-hmm.
2: that. Can I misquote you? It's not a very funny joke. How about a mistress um, quote you? That's not funny either. All right, let's 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 where'd get you wrong, back, you back
1: on the pod. Nothing yes. is changed. <laughs>
2: uh okay, coach. Um let's go with I I think the first thing I want to know is Austin Flynn's reactions to the 9 sacks of Carson Wentz last week. Was it uh was there a crescendo? Was it was it uh, growing as the sacks grew or was there a point where he, he sort of got bored of the sacks?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm in a group text with you, both, so like, you know, I'm not afraid to be petty. And like, you know, schadenfreude is like a big part of my uh, NFL watching. Uh, so he was fired up. It was all via text because he was at home and I was here. Uh, but I, he's he's taken, he's to chip off the old block in terms of being a hater. Uh, you know, bet- bet- Between Kirk Cousins the week before and then Carson Wentz last week, there was a lot of, lot of enjoyment in watching them play bad. And then also like not... You forget how painful it was to watch Carson once every week, mm-hmm. and realize like you only have to do this twice, and then you can enjoy it when he reloads the ball and thinks the play is going to be twelve seconds long. You know, so that was yeah. There was a lot of excitement, and again, most importantly, it distracted him from the Phillies uh, because he's he got a mm-hmm. job this summer. He's Pepsi. been saving up his money for Phillies playoff tickets. Oh no! Yeah, and so I'm kind of glad because he may it's not a have tough to waste week. His, <laughs> yeah, he may not have to waste his money on it. Uh, but between get... the but between the Eagles and the Sixers opening camp, like there's enough other moving pieces. Like if this was July or August right now, like early August, uh, it wouldn't be good. But he's doing Just great. Pivot that
2: to Sixers tickets, right?
1: Yeah, right. You could exactly. go to a
4: Yankees playoff game. Uh-huh. Oh, good uh-huh. word, never,
1: never. <laughs> wow. he's a PA Yankees fan, in way, not in our house. The real,
2: the real home run record. Marissa's a, a steroid truther. She thinks <laughs> this is the real record here. Um. The the Carson thing is 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 so funny and and there's like the you know the the questions about like what's the reception for Doug gonna be, as if there's any chance in the world that he's not gonna get like a rousing ovation. And I was having this conversation and I said the the like the literal only thing that Doug could do to get booed would be is if he got on the mic and said, All right, now listen, Carson Wentz, guys, he really is a good quarterback and he just starts like evangelizing Carson Wentz. That's the only way he could get booed, I think.
1: he has to go full heel turn and even then yeah i mean i I don't think yeah i think there's a zero percent chance he gets booed and he shouldn't you know he did he did some weird stuff at the end you know the last game was weird but Mm -hmm. you you had that you had to like him he was a fun play caller he went for it on fourth down a lot they won the super bowl i mean yeah that's that's i I highly doubt anybody's gonna boo anybody
2: and zach of course wrote about doug doug peterson uh, returning to uh, philadelphia today you can read that on the athletic go ahead zach
3: I'm curious. We haven't spoken to you in in quite some time here. Bose on the group tech. so so he gets all your takes. But Marissa and I, I, I don't think Marissa is. Maybe she is, uh, but certainly Get I'm not, not. in the yeah, audience. Yeah, I'm on is, it. Actually, okay. 100. Um, <laughs> but but the audience is not. And and we heard you break down <laughs> Devonte Smith a year ago. We haven't heard you break down AJ Brown. So not the generic AJ Brown question. What I'm curious about is what does he do? that you have to be a wide receivers coach to truly appreciate right like not the not the terms that I use as reporter but when you and the guys in your room watch AJ Brown film what's the thing that jumps out that you truly appreciate
1: yeah i mean it's funny because they they've done the you know the three batmans and he's the small batman of the three guys but really it's it's a functional strength end of it like you know when 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 there's whenever there's an intersection when somebody goes to grab them or move them, he plays with such force that he can he create space for himself, you know, so especially in a league where you get so much man coverage and guys playing with their hands and rerouting you. And, you know, it, there's, I mean, he just is such a strong guy, functionally strong, that that it, it feels like there's nobody that can move him off the spot or that nobody, there's nobody that he can't move when he's trying to get himself open. And he's the same way with the ball in his hand. Uh, he's just such a difference making guy, you know, it's, it's, but I, that's the thing that jumps out to me is this this guy is everything he does. He does it with force, you know, it, he's moving bodies. He's, he's attacking the ball in the air. It's just really fun to watch.
2: And there was the, you know, the touchdown the other day against Washington, um, third and eight from the nine. Right. And, and he just sort of boxes out the guy. And, and there's right. like the conversation about like Jalen Hurts put that in the perfect spot. It looks to the naked eye like it's thrown a little bit behind him. But like, like that's the one place where he's not getting uh you know grabbed by by the defender he, he found the right the right spot for it.
1: It's funny because in here, like so this is this is my office and I watch the games on a TV while I'm doing work on Sunday. But like for our games, like I'm pretty subdued. You know, like I'm not a don't yell and scream and jump and stuff like that. I'm pretty I'm pretty even killed. Uh You're but not like when the e- no, no or or uh well I'm not gonna say anything. But <laughs> TR. but like but I'm but with the door open watching the game like I'm screaming you know AJ Green's got that dog in him get Carson Wentz <laughs> off the field you know get this bum out of here my coworkers are coming in like who is this person during these eagles games <laughs> it's like you've you never raised your voice for our games in 3 years right so it's just it was it's so much fun to watch again I, I I've used it in here quite a bit the past couple weeks because we have a bunch of returning guys in here and nobody ever gets enough targets and so the kind of the, the 3 week progression of A.J. Brown got them all the first week. Devontae got a few more next week. You know, uh, Quez got a, a big play the next week. And then kind of everybody eats just at different times has been kind of a theme in here in a lot of our meetings. Uh, and it's a good example. And, again, the, you know, t- I put, showed Bo. We had a test. We had a wide receiver test every Thursday, and I pulled the chunk from his article that Kelsey said about you can stop one guy. You know, good defenses will stop one guy. And it's just everybody has to be ready when it's their turn. And I think it's been, it's been fun to watch.
2: Well, I'm curious about that because it's, it, it, you know, we talked about it. It was a thing that was very clearly like on the coaching staff's radar as the season started. Like we are going to need to sort of manage this. And I don't know if it's a if it's a personality dynamics thing or if it's just knowing that, you know, wide receivers want the ball and there's only one ball to go around. Like as 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 a coach, how aware are you of that? And and, you know, you, you said that you've been focusing on it, but like what is the messaging for for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I think you have to be like, and I think guys, the position is so different from everyone else because the linemen don't care, you know, they're they're doing their job. the The quarterback gets the ball snapped to him. The running back gets the ball handed to him. But the receiver is dependent upon the pass protection, the coverage, and the quarterback. So no matter what you do as a play caller or coach, sometimes there's going to be games where you don't get the ball. But you have to you have to get everybody involved. Uh, number one, I think to to keep them into the game and number two to make sure that you're going to be good throughout the year you know if you try to force feed one guy defenses take that away so we're definitely you're conscious of it when you game plan you're conscious of it when you meet with guys you're conscious of it how you put guys in spots during practice because if you're any good you got to distribute the ball to everybody
0: you know so so i think
1: i think there's a temptation too when you're not good to just be like hey just throw it to this guy over and over and over see what happens and it's you know kind of a lazy way to do it where everybody has strengths everybody has things they do well. You just got to put him in the right spot.
2: I'm just thinking about the, you know, the the Vikings game where it's like everybody we all know that they're going to throw the first pass to Devontae because they got to just get him on the board like I don't know, feels like I feel I think that's fine. Like 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah 100%. I mean show, show hey, show them, last last week happened but it's over. You know, you're you're the guy. We're going to get you the ball as much as we can. And again, I think AJ AJ Brown at least, you know, the 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 stuff with the Batman cape and, and what he said to the media and how they interact on the sidelines like It's pretty clear that those guys all do like each other and root for each other, or at least the vibes are good. You're talking
2: about the the, uh, extra point celebration?
1: I I have a ruling on this, Zach. I have a ruling on this. I think you're going to like it Um, for two reasons. Number one, I don't know how much I believe this, but this is an old coaching saying where when you score the touchdown, celebrate on the sidelines so you don't get flagged. Exactly. That's number one. Number two, my example would be uh, Purdue-Syracuse a couple weeks ago. Purdue Mm -hmm. scored got two unsportsmanlike penalties, had to kick off from like the 10, and then Syracuse drove down and had the game-winning touchdown based off those two celebration penalties. So your argument is valid and sound uh, in the coaching community because all he was doing was making sure he didn't get a penalty. So he just took, moved the celebration from the end zone to the sideline. As long as there was no break in between for like water or to talk to anybody or getting taped, I think you clearly deserve that point.
3: Terrific ruling and also great reference to – that Syracuse Purdue game, that 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 Schrader to Gadsden pass, done. Oh man, that that that's that's a highlight that's going to be shown quite a bit. I, I can't imagine. I Bo doubt that. I doubt that. that. Yes.
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Uh,
3: so we we can get into the nitty gritty here, but um, because we don't often get a coach on 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 this spot, someone who really understands what's going on, and the question was brought up. To uh, Shane Steichen this week, future about, head coach, yeah, to, to, uh, a shout out to Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated put him as the top uh, head coaching candidate. um so so something to monitor there. we We spoke on yesterday's pod, I was about to say Tuesday, but it was yesterday about the Eagles going empty. And Shane Steichen had this big smile on his face and said, it's it, it's he essentially said it's it's working, but he would have to explain off the record why it's working um and Bo outlined um different things of, about why empty is beneficial and friend duffy put something up there but from your experience and from your perspective what's the benefit of empty and is there any drawback other than you, you don't have the protection in the backfield
1: yeah i think there's a couple of benefits i mean it, it unfolds the defense so you, you're gonna have a pretty good idea of what they're doing uh, based on how they line up, and a lot of time during like game plan, like they have a set thing they do they have to empty, either they drop everybody or they blitz everybody. It's kind of the two different philosophies. And then the other thing, they, they, way back 20 years ago, when I was at first at Villanova, uh, Brian Westbrook would line up in the slot and empty a lot for us, either number three or the field, number two the boundary. Big and Fox. whoever was covering him was outmatched. You know, <laughs> like it was just some dude with a neck in those days, and you know, it was like, two, like 2000, 1999, some guy with a neck roll and like high tops on and and trying to cover him in the slot did not work out well now now there's nickel and dime and all that stuff but you still the ball can come out quick to somebody that can run if they play cover zero you can get somebody down the field singled up um you know i'm not sure why that was a matter of national security uh, why, why that like i think it's pretty it, it's not like they invented it or it hasn't been around very long people been doing it for 25 years probably longer if you if you went back so I, yeah i don't think it's i mean they have a lot of good skill players that can win one-on-one and, I, and teams, you know, I don't know how much they want a zero pressure uh, hurts because if he, if he can get out, there's no levels to the defense. He can run a long way. And he's also just been so super accurate uh, getting the ball out on time and putting it in the right spots. You know, I think it's it's easy for the quarterback to see what the defense is or, or what they're going to do and, then, and know what the plan is going into the game. So it speeds the play up, you know, and I think it cleans some things up where you can you know where everybody is and you can kind of work some matchups and but i don't i don't think there's anything overly complicated about it you know it's not like the kfc secret recipe or something like that well and also
2: just from like a a very uh like base level this team has really good weapons right so if you get those five guys out on routes like it's unlikely as you're saying like you know you know getting unmatched or mismatched against brian westbrook like it's unlikely that the other team's going to have five guys who can cover those five guys at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah. There's no
1: shot, right? Like who, who's, who's the fourth and fifth best cover guy. Right. You know, they're usually, I mean, they're in the NFL, so they're pretty good, but you know, you can move the formation around where, you know, they're covering Devontae Smith, you know, and, and have him have those guys running routes that you can get the ball up quickly. It's, it's, it's going to be a problem.
3: And then there's also the uh, Bo Wolf, Zach Perman, 14 year old Madden player, theory that it's it's fun to run the quarterback out of yeah. empty too
1: 100 percent, it, it yeah. definitely is and you get some good boxes for it and even there's some defense decent stuff you can do and move around so this plate doesn't cut off Oh, well, there it goes nice. there's some decent stuff you can do uh against the blitz you know with with you can do you know trap one of the blitzers and hit right up inside and 100 i mean that's it's a great option out there there's no doubt
2: uh, on Devonte, uh, you know he had those he had those like two 50 50 ball wins last week uh just demonstrative plays and and his line is uh my ball no one's ball i think is what it is uh is that is that like the exact same teaching point you've got what do, what do we yeah,
1: got yeah i mean i think the thing he does just a great job of like when you watch it is he plays bigger than his actual size and you could the, the ball was almost always framed so the thing we talk about a lot like if the ball's thrown to me here. I pin this shoulder back and swing my entire body, so I'm in the middle of the football line. The one, the one he made where he, he smashed the ground really hard, and even I think the touchdown, he did the same thing. Where there's times people will be kind of halfway into it, and he's almost never there. He's almost always pinned and squared, and it makes it so much easier for him to catch it. Um, and he just throws himself around. You know, he's he, he's he doesn't have a whole lot of regard for his personal safety. Um, but it's that the same stuff you saw Alabama too.
2: Was insane.
1: Yeah, his body control is absurd. It's absurd. The things he can do. Uh, and it's always you know, he's small, he's small, he's small. But nobody, we talked about this during the draft. Nobody ever laid a, laid a glove on him. And he plays big. You know, he makes 50 50 catches. He, he catches the ball above his eye level a lot. You know, I, I think it's, it's not a surprise. I, I think a lot of the, the knocks against his measurables, uh, you know, football is playing football. You know, you got to go out there with your equipment on and, and make the catches. And he just does it over and over and over.
3: Are you buying what you're seeing from Jalen Hurts?
1: I am. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I I think it's hard not to. I think I think it was like that said it the other day. Like he's playing so well. When he played well on Sunday, it wasn't even a story anymore. Yeah. You know, the the Vikings game, his first incompletion might have been his best pass. Hmm. Um and it's I think it's a you know, the comparisons that to some of the other guys that may have been playing better than him last year, like everybody. It's progress isn't always straight up. You know, it's gonna be, you're gonna have some bad weeks and some bumpy roads. But I, I mean, I think he's just you watch him. His whole career just got consistently better. You know, Tua beat him out at Alabama, and he went to Oklahoma and had a you know great career there. Uh, so the guy can handle adversity. He just, he, I just think he just improves and improves and improves. So I am, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I it, it feels more like than it, every time you watch him. It feels like to me over the three weeks, like this is something he can do every week. Mm-hmm. You know he's not playing outside himself he's not he's just he's playing good and it's it feels real it feels like something that could be sustained
2: i think that's i think that's really well said because like it yeah it doesn't feel like even in that Vikings game it's not like he was making like crazy tight window throws that were like super lucky like he, he was making the right reads on all those throws now maybe i guess the 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 uh, rebuttal would be that like that was a very static zone defense and you know at some point he's gonna he's gonna face a a defense that's a little bit more complicated but I think you're right it, it doesn't feel fluky it like the jump has been made but it also doesn't feel like this isn't just who he is now I don't know it's only been three games but
1: yeah I think you could poke holes in it if you wanted to but I think it's I think you're really it's it's it feels like a reach right now to me you know it feels like Listen, you know, you get, everybody did practice reports. And, oh, my God, he had a bad day of practice or he threw a pick in practice. Like, it's practice. Like that, That's why you're out there, to see what you can do, to kind of push the, push the edge of what you're doing. Uh, but I, I've, I just feel like when you watch the games and somebody's playing that well, that consistently in the game, like, you have to, you have to believe what you're saying.
2: Is there anything else about the, the Eagles offense, like, schematically or structurally that's, that's interesting
1: to you? Yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're really doing a good job of kind of incorporating everybody. You know, and there's times on the group text of, you know, I'd, I'd like to probably see more of the start and tailback get involved. You know, I feel like they're really going out of their way to get some other running backs touches, but they're mm-hmm. doing I think they're doing a good job. You know, you're in a 17 week season, you know, getting everybody involved and, and getting the most out of everybody. And they really have they've they've pushed the ball down the field. You know, they've been really aggressive, which I think at times last year they weren't in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think yeah, I think scheme wise they are doing a lot of good things
3: there was a question in the chat I, I have a question written down here this will be my next question but the question in the chat i i, I do want to get because i i think it's a it's a good one when when we have a wide receivers coach this is from graham Litton. He said, question for coach flynn aj brown always talks about quote late hands is this something that you teach at the college level and if so what does it mean to you
1: yeah well late hands again i think it's some guys can do it and some guys can't and it's there's there's two schools of thought right like it's hard to run with your hands up like this, so if a ball's thrown over my head, I want to run through the ball and then at the last second shoot my hands to get up there. For a couple of reasons: number two, I'm um, number two. Number one, I'm going fast the whole time. But number two, the later my hands go up, the less chance the DB has to play my hands and play the ball. Uh, now again, I think some guys are really, really good at it, and some guys aren't. You know, and I think there's times where you can overdo the late hands and the ball hits you in the face, or you catch the ball below your eye level and it's hard to stop. Uh, but it's definitely a coaching point, and again, I think it's it's up. You know, in terms of like school-wise, it's like a 400 level right. uh, deal. The guys that can do it because they have they have that much confidence uh, in their hands and in their hand eye that they can, you know, they don't have to stick their hands up there early. And but it's it's definitely something. Again, a guy like him, you know, you're a really functional, strong guy. You get really strong hands. You can get it done.
2: Go ahead, Zach. Because my my the rest of my questions are non Eagles. Okay, uh,
3: so. Nick Sirianni, as I'm as I'm sure you know, has a tendency to mention Larry Karras in these press conferences, and some of it's from when he played for him, some of it's when he coached from him. Um, and I'm curious. Uh, I I have like a file of, of of different things that he says he's he's learned from. Big him. flex. Um, it's not really a flex. That's how I cover the team.
2: Got a working uh, file.
3: How often? How often did and. And, and Nick said he would never call him Larry. It's always Coach. Oh, no. Coach no yeah. Lord no. <laughs> uh, how often? did that he just say, made me nervous. How often did he say to you or around you, "Players, not plays"? Okay, and then um, uh, again, he's up, got he's always
2: got the receipts.
3: And then Nick brought up this week, a matter of fact, uh, when when Nick was asked about uh, if it's hard to watch, if it's harder to watch film and make corrections after wins he spoke about how larry Harris was like was was almost maniacal on now nick said the mondays after games he might have been conflating it i imagine college it's the sundays after games but you can mm. correct me um about like not having those 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 rose colored glasses keeping the standard what it is and like being uncompromising about it so a a was he as critical as nick framed it um on the days after games and then additionally players not plays is that nick just pumping up his college coach or was that said as often as as nick makes it sound like it was said
1: no it was it was said yeah as much as nick is saying it was said it was players formations and plays so when you build your game plan it's what's our best players what's the best way to line them up and then what are the plays to to that will get them involved so that's 100 and i coached there for two my first two year coach were there so that that was what we did, you know, we and that is we what ran. it should be, right? Like it's it's that, really like, not that hard. But yeah. the flip side of it is and I've been a lot of places and there's, you know, we make it way, way complicated. Yes. Right. And, and it, it's not it's really not, you know, put your best players on the field. The one thing as a young coach there, like the, that you learn and, and really every young coach learns it. But it's easy to tell who the best players are. You know, that's not you guys watch a camp practice by the end of the, you know, right. the first 20 minutes, you know, who's going to make the team probably and who's got no shot. Um, so that was definitely, and just my recollection. Again, my relationship with Coach Now is very different than it was when I was a player. I, I don't know if I've told this story on here before. I might, have, but I was my senior year. I was walking from class uh, to practice, and he had a pickup truck, and he pulled up, told me to get in. Oh, good lord! So I got in. We wore full pads every day, pants, shoulder pads, and we tackled to the ground. It was, you yeah, know, every day was the AFC Championship. <laughs> and so he, he he said, "Hey, what do you think about on Thursdays if we don't wear?" You know we just wear shorts and so i'm like well wait a minute like is this uh i don't, I don't think he's really asking me this this is like a, a test you know to see how tough i am right you know i mean like am i maybe i'll get stripped of being a captain if i don't answer so I said, well coach uh i think the other guys would like that a lot nice.
2: you no know, like the other guys are not a well, good answer
1: oh uh, yeah good well I was, I was scared scared of my life uh, now again since i've been done playing for him and working with him you know like i mean it's a totally different deal you know he's like you know a mentor to me and even this week was texting me and you know breaking my stones give me a hard time but when you're there yeah like every day was you know for us it was like we we, we, we did a two minute drill every thursday that was as tough as any game we played in hmm. you know he he just, he just made practice that way now during the games he was a completely different guy we could be down by 21 points you going to have to go all right we need four touchdowns here so we're probably gonna have six drives so we're gonna have time to mess around so we're gonna start with these five plays like
0: that's somebody, returned to, yeah.
1: somebody returned the kickoff against us one time. Opened a kickoff in the second half, and he didn't react. He just went the other direction. Said, so, "All right, here we go. Kickoff return." <laughs> you know, so, so Monday through Friday, you know it was, you know, oh my god, what's going on around here? But then Saturdays, he was the most calm person in the, on the whole team. And I think I'm trying to take again. That's what my coworkers. That's here what about. I was going to say. Just like yeah. you. Yeah. yeah who was this guy? Says who, the Yeah. Nick said this?
3: the same thing about
2: him. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. I and mean, I mean, Nick, Nick is not like that. <laughs> No, Nick did not take that. uh, that No. Uh, But, you know, again, Nick, Nick, you know, we played the same position there. You know, Nick's brother was my coach. Uh, You know, he had a very similar experience that I did. Um, And, you know, but everything he said about it is exactly how I remember it.
2: Wait, so hold on. What happened on Thursday practice? Did you go to shorts or?
1: We did. but, But like we would we would start with a two minute drill ones versus ones that was like 25 minutes that, you know, like the way I remember it, it was. Like one time he, he went the head coach Keres went in there and played left guard, you know, like, you know, he was just, I mean, it was, it was something else, but then we, we do tournament during the game. We'd be like, Oh man, he's all the way over there on the sideline. You know, Hey, we're fine. Right. You know, like this is great, you know, and we go right down the field. So are,
2: are there any other, uh, like sayings that he had that, that stick with you or that we can like throw at Nick. And it's like, we know what we're talking about.
1: I mean, I don't really remember. I mean, I'm sure he did, uh, but I just, it, he was like, if you've ever seen the G-
2: guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He looks like Tom Osborne and he presents like this Midwestern, I'm wearing a blazer, but he's really more Steve Spurrier. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were offensively throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game in the early 90s. Um, you know, we were throwing the ball in the end zone, you know, inside the 10 yard line before anybody did in football. So there's, I mean, I don't know about, we weren't a big catchphrase outfit, you know, but he he just, there was a I certain like amount of swagger that he had. Uh, that I think all of us have kind of taken with us and, and and have in our own different ways. So real quick, to
3: Coach Flynn's credit here, this is this is uh, Nick Siriani on August fifth, twenty twenty one, talking about Larry Karras. He would fun. yell and he would yell and scream at us all week, and then Saturday during games, we didn't get yelled at unless we did something really messed up. Yeah. So, so he was he was talking about how his his philosophy is to be harder. Out here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then let them play on, on on Sunday. Now, Nick tends to get on the referees more than he gets on his players on Sundays, right? So yeah. he's, yeah, he, he gets fired up at the officials.
1: Well, the referees were scared death to death of Coach Karras. I mean, <laughs> there, there was, we got every call for crying out loud. We didn't, a lot of games we didn't need them, but if we needed them, we got them. That's, so there was, I'm, I'm going to bring that, that up to Nick. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm going to mention that to Nick. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah there was none of that. Self
2: awareness. Um, we, uh, we, we push the clock forward to uh, another great coach. Give us I uh, I don't know how much you're allowed to say, like what the rules are, but I mean, we got We got a potential budding superstar here in Andre Yoshivash. We got it. We, we got to gas the guy up.
1: Yeah. Andre's playing great. You know, I mean, it, it, it's not a surprise. I mean, these guys really, we, we've, you know, I'm not, the first two weeks we've played pretty well. We've left, we've left some stuff out there. Like we, you know, we probably should have had a couple more touchdowns, kicked a few more field goals. But Andre's playing great, which isn't a surprise. He played great last year. Uh Dylan Classy is playing great. He was our player of the week last week. Uh, you know, he spent he spent a lot of time working out with uh Kenny Pickett, uh RG three, Michael Dunn, you know, from the Browns. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so you know, Dylan Dylan's uh Dylan and Andre have both been awesome. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's if you can't coach here, you can't coach anywhere. You know, these guys that just they're football guys they work their butts off
2: are we thinking uh, uh you know potential sundays in their future
1: yeah i mean we've had a bunch of guys come through uh, i don't know if you guys know uh uh lee Di from the eagles was with us at villanova way back in the day lee was here he's a great dude uh you know andre's a guy that's got you know track speed real speed, but it carries it carries over to the football field um and so he just plays super fast so it, it's it's fun to watch him play and dylan's just the most Clutch, competitive dude that you've been around. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Again, those guys, you know, they were here my first year, uh, and they hadn't played before. So I've been with them for, you know, this is our third season, but my fourth year because we didn't Fantastic. play 2020. twenty uh, twenty. So it's been a lot of fun, man. It'll be tough for us. Yeah, Bo, you were at the uh, Columbia game my first year. They're really good on defense. You know, they 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 do an awesome job. Their defense coordinator uh, was a guy I worked with ten years ago or so. So this will be a good test for us. First first game Ivy League play for sure.
3: Now, now, Bowen is far to say he's the official receiver of of, of birds with friends. I got to say I'm a little partial right now to Marvin Harrison Jr. But uh, but I but but there's room for two. So well, yeah. three. We hey, got hey, classy. I respect there.
1: your loyalty.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm, your classy. Is my my birds with friends receiver? So.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, Maybe no doubt. Got one.
4: Yeah.
2: The uh, l- l- the last thing on the list here of of topics you sent, uh, coach, is uh, the Manti Teo doc.
1: Yeah, have you guys seen this? I haven't. Well, Absolutely, really, yeah, yeah. But, but maybe, and I saw this. Yeah, maybe the best yeah. thing I've seen on Netflix, and I couldn't even tell you how long. But I and think it I says learned, a lot about so.
2: Netflix, though. We, I think we can all agree, the content level of Netflix has dropped.
1: Again, you're you're always <laughs> no, screwed like like the replaced. negative. <laughs> though. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> screwing <laughs> the negative. But I, I so I watched it, and I didn't know a whole. I mean, I knew I remembered the story vaguely, but you know, yeah, Monty, I tell you, uh, But like when you just how he handled himself in that documentary. And then really the details of the story I didn't know. And then the end of it, like when he's talking about when he dealt with anxiety in the NFL, uh, right. you know, and how he, again, I'm spoiling the end of it for people that haven't seen it. But like, I, I, so I watched it before I first came in the hotel. I watched the end of it. I'm like sitting there like tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just mm-hmm. so inspired by how, the, how he handled that story. I can't recommend it. Uh, I, can't, I can't recommend it enough, man. It was great. It was fantastic. I watched it in Cleveland.
3: We talked about it at, at, at breakfast. Uh, yeah. both did not have his Netflix shot then but Marissa and I discussed it then yeah yeah great yeah. doc good C- coach Flynn is good taste I respect yeah, yeah it was
1: just I, again I think because you know nowadays like there's some guys deal with you know anxiety and 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 they don't want to talk about it still you know and it's always been a thing you know, especially around football guys tough macho football guys here's a guy who was playing in the NFL mm. who'd been through the ringer uh and it seemed that you know uh, not unfairly looking at it in retrospect there was a lot of people did a lot of bad things to him and made him look bad and put him in a bad position and this guy you know my whole life i've been comfortable on the football field i've never felt anxious and i'm here now and i can't move like i'm paralyzed and then what he did to deal with it and overcome it it's such a great you know i had to forgive himself uh for making a mistake i i just i can't recommend it more man it was great
4: yeah and and that whole series on netflix is pretty cool too so good yeah, we so watched good. the basketball one with the referee that was um, yeah games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's Untold, I think it's called. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, I think Netflix it's Untold series. Yeah, he's of. a Delco guy,
1: I think, and he's actually <laughs> he know that, right? Yes, yeah,
4: yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah. So all of them were really good, but yeah, definitely check it out, especially Bo.
2: <laughs> can we get a uh, can we get a game prediction from you, Coach?
1: For for the birds? Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, ask I you feel, to go Princeton, Columbia. I'll give you that one. Yeah, a, I feel really good, you know, about uh, this week. I think there'll be, uh, you know, I think the, the Jags are better, but they're still the Jags. Uh, the bar has been lowered. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing us at 4-0. I mean, I, what, what was your win total uh, Bo, for the year? Do you remember?
2: I think it was, uh, it was either 11 or 12.
1: Yeah, I feel like you, it may be at this point. I mean, I, I think we're going over. I think that's yeah. like a lock.
2: So. Their uh, adjusted one right now, the, like their over under is listed as 12-and-a-half now. So, the, that that prior has been adjusted.
1: I mean, case. that feels right. You yeah. watch that. You watch that Giants Cowboys game the other night. That feels right. Oh.
2: Yeah. yeah, I agree.
4: Even even the Bucks uh, Packers game, like no doubt better than them. Think. So,
2: well, Bucks defense is pretty good.
4: But. Yeah, but so is Jonathan Gannett's defense, right?
2: For now, <laughs> <laughs> can't give credit.
1: Right, can't give credit.
4: Coach, Coach Blaine, you want to weigh in on the defense before you go? I mean,
1: they looked they, they looked awesome. I mean, I'm I'm again, I'm, Mercy, you're in the group chat, so you know, like every every time a song Redick drops, I would send something in all caps. Uh, but they have produced. They they have produced. You cannot. You have to say that 100 percent, man. They're, they're it's all to me. It's all about the point total. The yards are meaningless. You know, third yeah, downs, that. all that stuff means nothing. How many points I give up? You know, that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, the two things that that I've always charted are red zone touchdowns, right, and do, are you turning them over that the, those are you know the, uh, you can give up 600 yards if seven points to seven points you're going to win the game
2: yeah I think that well turnovers especially I mean if we can if we can force some turnovers do, do whatever you want the rest of the game that's fine all right coach Flynn the legend thank you so much for uh, for taking the time
1: Anything thanks for having me again, to, say a,
2: to like uh, other uh, uh like pretender Eagles podcasts that might be out there
1: I just want to say man this has been a difficult time for me personally um, like I've been overwhelmed. There's too much content. Mm. Um, I'm a child of divorce. I feel myself pulled in in two different directions. Like I just finished the post game recaps like today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's and then and then you know my guy Shield. I'm not allowed to say his name on here, but like he you has are, another pod. He has, a, he has another pod now. <laughs> lot, I love yeah. this guy, man. But this, I mean, it's like nine hours a week on the ringer. His, now, how his Twitter about, banner, his
2: Twitter banner has has three shows up there.
1: I can't I can't do three shows, Zach. I have kids, I have a child.
2: I've been biting my tongue on this, but I do think we need to address the fact that they knowingly named the show after the Sal Palantonio book that stole its title from Zach's book that he <laughs> wanted to have. It's, it's a shot it's, directly at you, Zach. It's not a shot at it's me.
1: It's not, not a No, shot it's, it's a yeah, it's yeah. a Sal
2: Pal show.
1: I have a lot right, of respect for Southbound 30. Yes. All right. I just I need, I don't know if there's something like it, it's like it's like uh, I forget the movie, but do less. Can you guys do less? <laughs> you know, like no, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. I can't listen to four pods of you guys and, and four pods of Shield. And then I feel bad like if I don't listen to one. Well, there's definitely but ways
3: there's to make our, our 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 pod more efficient. We can definitely do that, <laughs> right? So <laughs>
4: Just make sure you're interested. hitting the download button. If you yes. can't get to listen to it, it's fine. Yeah. Just hit that download. I'm a
1: big, button. I'm a big, is unsubscribe and subscribe still a good deal or no? Uh, who's to say,
2: but we're going to yeah. ask you to do it anyway. Yeah.
4: Download.
1: That's always the been my go to. De- definitely,
2: definitely download. Yeah. yeah. And All if you right, got I'm, two apps, if you got a Spotify and an Apple Podcast app or whatever, you download them on both. Yeah.
1: Done. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I reward loyalty with loyalty. I, just to circle back to the beginning, Brett Favre is the absolute worst. He's the worst. The guy made millions of dollars. <laughs> Right, everybody loved him. You know, when he played Monday Night Football after his dad died, he was a national hero. Mm, What's this guy doing? He make enough money. He's got to take money from people that need it. He's got to move attached like departments. It's despicable. The guy's the absolute worst. On Grinch. that upbeat note, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, that's what you, you come on here to, to tell the truth, Coach. So uh, for Coach Flynn, well, we're gonna go to break, but that's not the end of the yeah. show. I was, I was just getting <laughs> into the end of the show. We got hey, a lot good to get to. So, but, yeah, thanks, guys. guys yeah, great to all go of
1: you. Great to be back on.
2: Good luck and screw the lines. and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll take a break and we'll be back with uh, some swooper and some jaguar stock.
0: And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream TV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on TV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Direct TV has the most MLB games. Call one 800 TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.
2: I cannot listen to that uh, ad without thinking Kurt Coleman.
3: Yeah, I, I, that was a bad ad. I, I, or I shouldn't say bad ad. We appreciate our advertisers. <laughs> I need to do a better job saying the ad, so I will. Uh, I, I ah, please. You were rushing text, into that so one. Be that was, that was
2: one that, that when I, I was. I, I was show, rushing man. into that one.
3: Yes,
4: you did okay. great, Zach. Like old.
2: Yeah, I think yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, all right, Zach. Um, we have been at the NovaCare Complex today. We were there yesterday after the pod, so that's uh, two times since we last spoke. Why don't we send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman to find out what's happening with the Philadelphia Eagles? They're undefeated.
3: Eagles were on the practice field today, and as as they were yesterday, A.J. Brown uh, has missed the past two days for personal reasons. I wouldn't worry too much about this. Boston Scott... Has mispracticed because of a rib injury, something we will monitor. They had uh, five players, or I'm sorry here. Yes, yes, five players who are limited today Landon Dickerson with a foot, Avante Maddox with an ankle, Milton Williams with a knee, Miles Sanders with a hip, Darius Slay with the back, and Devonte Smith with the back. Actually, that's six. So my, my math was off there. Uh, but those are injuries that we will certainly monitor for tomorrow, but they were out there. On a limited basis in the awards category for you. Brandon Graham was named NFC defensive player of the week. First time in his career that he has won that award. And Jalen Hurts has won NFC defensive or I'm sorry. NFC offensive player of the month. First player on the Eagles to win that since Carson Wentz did so in 2017. Back to you in the studio, Bo.
2: Thanks, Zach. Uh now AJ Brown uh, we don't we um, this is not to speculate but we do know that his wife or uh he, they were expecting a child around this time so that that is a possibility
3: his significant, other, yeah. um, his significant other yeah Yeah uh yeah he uh he he was expect he yeah so i i don't know if if know that's that. the reason but he's been out for personal reasons
2: Okay yep. um Anything else that's going? On? I feel like we, you know, there. We didn't, so the we Boston Scott injury yesterday. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So
3: I'll I'll just say if Boston Scott's not out there, you know, and he's missed two days of practice, so that is something to monitor. Then Trey Sermon would be active for the first time, which mm. wouldn't really have an effect on the game plan, but would Knock affect him off the field. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then speaking to Jalen Hurts yesterday, Jalen didn't have much to say. We didn't discuss Doug Peterson. Uh, we were rushing, or I was rushing to. To get in place for that Doug Peterson call yesterday when we got off the pod, you looked great for it. Uh, nice, I'm, it was. It was nice seeing Doug. Uh, didn't
4: yeah? He, he did you take his temperature? <laughs> um, the chat one know.
3: So no. <laughs> it was. Uh, it actually brought me back to the last time Doug was coach because, or the last time he was coach in Philadelphia, because it was a Zoom call where you got called upon. And so because there's obviously a a big Philadelphia media contingent, it was very organized. It was you, everyone essentially got one question and they, and they didn't even get to everybody uh, because there was, there was demand. There was, it was 15 minutes. So it wasn't the type of thing where you could ask a lot of things to get a sense of, of what's on his, on his mind. The question I asked was with the benefit of hindsight now, Um, how does he view, or has, has the fresh start been beneficial for him or the fresh? Yeah. And, and then, and does he think it's, it's been beneficial for the Eagles? And he did say he, he, he needed that time off, you know, his, 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 his brother passed away, uh, from cancer. He became a grandfather, uh, his, his son got married. So there was a lot going on in his life outside of football and, The thing that I think kind of gets underrated with Doug Peterson or, or kind of untold is this is somebody who uh, was an undrafted player out of college, was in the NFL, was in the world league. Right. And then his first year after he retired in the NFL, he went and became a high school coach. Okay. And then he became uh, an NFL assistant and he kind of worked his way up. And then he became an NFL head coach. So last year was the first time that he actually had a year off of football. Now, I I, I know we and our audience can hear that and say, well, well, most of us don't take off of a job for a year, right? You know, like like people work every all the time. Um, but it is, it, it, excuse me, it it was a, a chance for him to to reset. Uh, and then I think it it's been beneficial for the Eagles. I uh, there's no way of knowing what Doug would have done had he come back. Uh, I imagine Jalen. Uh, I imagine Carson Wentz still would have been traded, so he would have had a chance to coach Jalen Hurts. But there is uh, something to be said about a fresh perspective and a fresh voice, and I think that's 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 what uh, what Nick Sirianni's brought. In. And and Peterson alluded to that when he said, "Sometimes you know you need to make a change in, in order to change things." And I wonder how much change there truly would have been if Peterson came back four year six. So I, I wrote about that. I wrote about kind of the the shadow that Doug had the circumstances of his exit uh, and looking forward to seeing his team on Sunday.
2: Okay. Uh, matchup wise, Zach, uh, I think, uh, I think some Eagles fans are getting a little, a little bit nervous for this game. Uh, this is a very good team through mm-hmm. three games. The Jaguars uh, second in DVOA now, we don't we don't tilt all the way to DVOA this early in the season. It's a little bit yeah. finicky so far, but yep. uh, as we've said, the only the only team other than the Eagles and Bills who is top ten in EPA per drive on both sides of the ball. Um, Trevor Lawrence is looking better. They're getting the ball out quick. Uh, he does not get pressured very often, although there's a weird disparity between like he doesn't get pressured that much, but he does get hit a fair amount, but he's getting the ball uh, out quickly. Uh, the Christian Kirk, who we were making fun of, uh, they're using him in interesting ways. Uh, it seems like their offense is uh, not totally different. Like I don't think it's going to look different to us than what we've we've saw from mm-hmm. Doug's offenses in the past. Uh, but they're doing a good job protecting Trevor Lawrence. And on defense, I mean, they got some they got some guys. And uh, Mike Caldwell, uh, who is you know long been in the Andy Reid tree, is getting a shot, and it seems like he's doing some interesting things as well. I think. Uh, It's important to draw the connection between Mike Caldwell being a a Todd Bowles disciple and and Todd Bowles is the guy who really flummoxed Jalen Hurts in the playoffs last year. So uh, this is going to be definitely the best defense uh, they've played so far this season. And it's going to be the best team they've played so far this season. Are you feeling uh, a little bit nervous about this matchup?
3: I think the Eagles are the superior team, but they are seven point favorites. It's a tougher matchup than I anticipated. I like what you said about, the, the defense was something that stood out to me when I went and watched them, uh, was, am I'm of, I I share the opinion of the Eagles about if you're going to invest money and resources, you want to do your pass rushers and your corners. Right. Uh, but their linebacking core is really good. And I mean, I mean, Devin Lloyd just, just won AFC rookie of the month. Um, yeah, Aluakon. I didn't like Devin
2: Lloyd coming out, but yeah, he's, he's because of his well.
3: age. You didn't like because of age, you liked the player, right? So if you're looking I, at I think no, I didn't
2: I didn't love the player either. Okay. I was pretty tepid on him. Yeah.
3: Okay. A Al- Al- Aluakon who we both liked in, in free agency. You can say they paid him too much, but that's like that's a formidable group. Uh I don't like their secondary as much, but but there's a handful of guys there who I, I liked when they were coming out. If if you look, I, I have to be consistent with this. If you look back at our draft rankings. I was the highest of You, She, and Me on Tyson Campbell, um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a starter there. Andre Sisko is a Syracuse guy who uh, for some reason was Let like – Let
2: me see that <laughs> I don't
3: know the reference there, but he was, for some what? reason he was buried. He was buried by Urban Meyer. Do you
2: really not know the reference?
3: Um, I know there's an entertainer named Sisko, so my, my guess is Sisko sang that song. Do you know right? what
2: that song is?
3: Um, <laughs> I mean, there is a. I, I can put it together. I know that there's a song with with that in the title. Yes, I
4: have a great so. quick story about that song. My mom yeah, let's a, hear. My mom was, you know, a gym teacher, and uh, she was in high school before she went to elementary school. And my sister, at five years old, sang that song on the microphone in front of my mom's entire high school gym class.
2: <laughs> at five years my mom old,
4: was real proud. Yep, five years old. <laughs> While the kids are all playing jam, my sister was on the mic singing. Let me see
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought Bo. Would, I thought Bo was making an Urban Meyer joke there. So
4: um,
3: no. Okay. Oh,
2: you know what? That's a good. That's a good. That is a good connection. You could make that connection. Yeah. Um, but.
4: Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'll send you the YouTube link at the end of the show, Zach.
2: Yeah. Um, I find it hard to believe that uh, that the Jennifer Love Hewitt loving Zach did not like had not seen the thong song music video I, on, on I, MTV I'm, at some point. I, I'm familiar with the song. I, oh, now I you did know not it. know. No, I I did <laughs>
3: not know Cisco was the person who sang. If you asked me five minutes ago who sang that song, I would not know the answer. Now I can put it together because. But when you say Cisco, I think of Andre Cisco. The safety on the Jacksonville Jaguars. who the Eagles will will see this this weekend. Um, Josh Allen is is a player I I really like coming out of college. He's and he's
2: made he's improved so much. Yeah. It's such a good template for Jalen Hurts.
3: Yeah, uh, no, but the uh, the other Josh Allen, he has improved so much though. This Josh Allen and uh, Trayvon Walker, who was kind of a I don't want to say controversial or polarizing number one pick, but certainly not your slam dunk oh, number think one so. pick. Um, he's, he's, he's flashed a bit. Don't, don't love their defensive line, but love their back. But, uh, I've been impressed with their back seven. And then I like what, 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 what Doug's doing with the offense, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I spoke to Gardner Minshew today ab- about Trevor Lawrence and, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Gardner, you know, he said like the first thing he, he said was, was just like how, how like cool guy he was. Because he said, for someone who's been told how good he's been his entire life, Trevor Lawrence doesn't act that way, mm. and that's actually something that, that that you heard coming out of the draft. But he said he has every tool, which is not like you know the the uh, astute insight that that right. you that, that you. That's might how I feel about do. you, Zach. That what?
2: That you're that so I, you're very level-headed for someone who's always been told that he's the best.
3: I haven't been told I'm the best, but I appreciate the. Compliment about the level-headedness. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, we discussed this on, on the previous pod. They're getting production from James Robinson, which I didn't expect early this season. Uh, the, the, the wide receivers have uh, – we spoke about them. The player I did not mention when we, when we spoke – I keep saying Tuesday, but it was yesterday – is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's giving them some, uh, some, some quality snaps at tight end. He's essentially like a glorified slot receiver. Right, yeah, I mean that 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 was the case with the Giants too. But he's someone who, if you don't have a plan for him, he can make plays against you. So, uh, real curious to see how Jonathan Gannon approaches this game. I, 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 you know, Doug's offenses are not entirely complex, but what they do, they do well and they do creatively. Uh, so, um, um, I, I think it's going to be a a good matchup there.
2: I'm not super worried about Evan Ingram, like. I've seen enough Evan Ingram in my life to know that he's not gonna to gonna wreck a game. I,
3: well, so I I was gonna bring this up on the previous segment, um, and I I, I didn't want to do it because I I did I, I didn't want to be rude when we were talking about Gannon, and like I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but uh, I it, I don't think it's a good quality to like. Have one opinion and then like that be the the opinion thereafter. I'm not saying Evan Ingram's oh, sure. like a game a, a, a game record, but you know he had seven catches against the Colts. Um, what he's got he's got twelve catches. This, I used to like Evan Ingram. I've yeah.
2: my my, my uh, opinion of Evan Ingram has ebbed and okay. flowed.
3: So just because like yeah like I I I, mean, I don't I don't think he's a star tight end, but I think he's someone who you know he made a few plays when I went back and watched them where I'm like all right yeah you know, in 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 your meeting rooms. You got to know where number seventeen is.
2: Well, here's the th- uh, if we're talking players, formations, plays, right? Mm-hmm. It starts with players. I do think that, like matchup-wise, it's hard not to feel good about about the Eagles. Um, the Jaguars do not have enough on the back end to cover consistently AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, and worry about Quise Watkins going deep mm-hmm. and account for Dallas Goddard. They don't um their run defense has been pretty good so maybe maybe they stand a chance there uh i don't think that their defense line is i I think they will win some matchups uh but in terms of a pure like defensive line versus offensive line matchup i think you would tilt towards the eagles um i think the one area where that may not be the case is the jaguars offensive line has been very good and so Mm -hmm. i think this will be a good test of whether last week was uh, you know, Carson and uh, a bunch of backups on the commander's offensive line, or if we're going to see some real juice from these guys to win matchups against better players. But then I also don't think that, you know, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Enkrum are going to be making Darius Slay and James Bradbury and Avante Maddox, you know, pissing down their leg to steal a Gravon leblanc leblancism
3: That's fair. Yeah. Now the guy I, I keep bringing up is, is ATN, ETN uh because and he I doesn't worry me either I got, now he, he hasn't done it this year and maybe i'm going on past reputation i i i mean he's a guy who like if if you play fantasy football and someone's and someone's selling low i would buy now because uh i just think the upside is immense and he has the talent.
2: this was a very funny i think I've, i think i have told this story before uh when uh when shield was doing the draft grades uh it was a very funny back and forth uh with my dad because shield gave the ATN pick like a like a c or something like that um and my dad was like yeah you know i read shields i read shields draft picks and that was the one i disagreed with like i really liked the idea of like you know getting trevor lawrence's running back and i was like it's funny you say that because it was the one that i disagreed with too and i thought he should have given it an f like <laughs> You a you're drafting a running back in the first round. Well, so this is the at, thing about in the mid 20s with a quarterback that
3: you just what are we doing? So yeah i i don't like I don't like running backs in in the first round typically. Um, but uh, and I don't want to go overboard in in my praise here. I remember saying in 2017 that if Christian McCaffrey was a wide receiver, he'd be a first round pick, right? Because like he he's such a he's such a weapon in the passing game. ETN is not the not. Christian McCaffrey, but he can be such a weapon in the passing game that I think that's what makes him a little different than drafting, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, just you're running the mill running back in the first draft.
2: Do you think the, uh, that Howie is going to make a some kind of trade coming up soon? There's some kind of push the chips in the middle of the table trade coming? He likes to be I, all in. Uh, yeah.
3: No, I don't think it's an all-in trade, but I, I yeah, I, I do think he's he's going to he's going to be aggressive. Uh, there are, are are two things. I think he's going to wait until the deadline. I don't think it's going to be soon. I think he'll see what the injury situation is, and then I think he'll he'll see where they have uh, where they have
2: weaknesses. Um, but I think he could do something. He could do something monster. I think he can trade the Eagles first because here's the thing: if if you believe in Jalen Hurts, what we're seeing yeah. from Jalen Hurts, and you think you're going to extend him. You can you can trade that first round pick, the Eagles first round pick because you're going to keep the Saints one. You're going you're going to have a pick that's going to be good. Like if there's a guy out there who's a real difference maker and I don't know like where they need that guy, probably yeah. a pass rusher, like an edge guy would make sense or there's an injury that comes. Um but I could see them also I could see like a very similar like a Jay Ajayi trade like a, just a yeah. running back. Um, yeah, so
3: if if you're giving up I, I mean I haven't thought about it in 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 those terms. Um, they were willing to give up a first round pick in the past to get Jalen Ramsey. I, I don't know this for sure, but I, you know, they might've been willing to give a first round pick to get Mika Fitzpatrick, right? Um, those were two players. So if, if there's like a 25 and under um, ascending blue chip player, then I, I, I could see them doing it. But I think more likely what they do is someone like Robert Quinn, right? Who, mm-hmm. uh, who you give up a pick. To Chicago now. Now Chicago could be three and one if they beat the if they beat the Giants. Um, They're not but, fooling anybody. Yeah, um, but you know a a guy who uh, not necessarily a Jay, Jay type, um, maybe more of the Golden Tate realm, um, where yes. you know he's. But I I'm just saying Quinns later on in 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 his career, but you know he can step in and fill a specific role for you, and uh, so that that would be the type of move. It would surprise me if they gave up a first round pick, but, but if it's like what Fitzpatrick was or, or what Ramsey was, then I could see it. I just don't know what position that is. Perhaps the flip side end, to what I said is yeah. that
2: if you're going to extend to Jalen Hurts, then you actually need more cost yeah. controlled guys. And so you would want those picks, but
3: yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That makes sense. I'm trying to think here. When um, are
4: we having that podcast? Which one? Do the, they extend? And do they one.
2: extend him?
3: I mean it's going to have to be sooner than 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 later because I I I just it's certainly trending in in that direction.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
2: Uh, all right, should we get to Swooper? Let's do it. We're already wow. an hour in. We got we, we might as well. All right, so this is a big week. It's a two-point week. Season-long standings. I have two wins. You would both have a shutout uh zach uh we'll give you the the uh we'll give you the win for the batman celebration last week which means that we all tied it's the exact same thing uh but you have six turkeys left over so you will have 30 turkeys with which to bid marissa you will have 26 turkeys with which to bid extra three for you and i have an extra one so 25 for me and uh if you're new
4: wait i have three extra so that means i have 27
2: 27 i'm sorry
4: Hmm. jeez Cut me, cut me.
2: I was on Turkey. I really was. Well, it's
3: a great job there because that's not the first time something. And like he knows
4: math isn't my strong suit, so I feel like he's just like. <laughs> that's
2: that's that has never happened before. Um, <laughs> weird time to join I, uh, an hour in if this is new to you, but uh, these are outcomes <laughs> that we're going to uh, bid on that we uh, think might happen, and whoever wins the most correct answers uh, gets the two points. If there's a tie carries over to a three-point week next week. Um, I believe it is, I'm not going to be correct about this, but I actually think it's Zach's turn to go first.
4: Yeah, I think it is too.
3: Okay. Uh, first one up here. Doug Peterson goes for a fourth down of four or more yards.
4: Hmm.
3: At any point in the game? At any point in the game.
4: One.
2: Two. Three. Four. Five.
3: Uh let's see, Ryan Pagnetti here, he's got he's sitting up in the booth, he's got the model. Uh, let's go six.
4: I'm
2: out. Who's the model? You know what I mean? Mm. Going once? Seven, I oh, believe he will do this.
4: Seven. Wow. Eight. Eight. Oh my gosh! Do I hear nine? Four
2: or more, so four counts. Four counts. Okay. You have eight or nine. I have eight. Nine. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Eight was my number. Um. So yeah. So I'm. I I mean, I'm looking at this like if the, if the if if the jags, the jags are coming from behind, right? They're gonna need to go for fourth downs in that case. Now maybe they don't get the many fourth downs in in that situation, but
2: uh nine going once. And I have 30 turkeys. Nine going twice. That's correct. Uh ten. Wow, I almost gave sold there. Uh I'll give it to you because there are enough there are enough ways yeah. that it, it might not happen. Okay. But I think I think this will happen.
4: Wow, that's a lot of turkeys for a fourth it round. Is.
3: I did not expect that out, but we are talking about Doug Peterson here.
4: So. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. I like the aggressiveness, Zach. Way to start it off.
3: Good for you, Zach, Well, it's a, a two-point
2: week. Yeah, that's right. Big week. Uh, all right, I'll go.
4: Okay.
2: Uh, A non-quarterback attempts a pass. Classic swooper. You got Doug. You got, the, you got the Philly Special in the building. Actually, I actually... Uh, Birds of Friends will be in the building.
4: I said one.
2: I'll go two, but... Two.
4: Zach. I'm out.
2: I, I went two. above
3: my allotment on the previous ones. Now I need to be a little <laughs> conservative and so All right.
2: Two going once, two going twice. Sold. Non-quarterback, there's a pass. Marissa.
4: Okay. Um. Everyone wants me to do this one in the chat, so I feel like I gotta do it. But it is kind of similar to your last one, but I'm gonna do it because it it could be different. Doug tries a trick play.
2: Mm, how are we gonna define the trick play?
4: Everybody submitted this in the in the chat.
2: But how how are we how will we define it? Dennis. It is- has to
4: look like.
2: We're not talking about like a little Zach Pascal end round, though. We got to, you know, there's got to be something to it. OK,
4: I could do something different then. I have a bunch, but like everyone. Flea Flicker
2: counts. Uh, yes. Obviously a non-quarterback pass yes. counts. Uh, any kind of fake on special teams counts. But.
4: Someone said in the chat yeah. said that that's too vague.
2: It is vague, but that's OK. I'll say one. Two. Chance to double dip. Now, see if I let you get it for two, and mine's even more specific. You get a, you get a steal there. I'll go three. Really root for it.
4: Onside kicks don't count. Onside,
2: a surprise onside kick counts.
4: A surprise, a surprise onside kick, or yeah. like, you know, special teams going yes. for, yeah. Okay, it's got a. We'll let we'll, Dinesh determine okay. that. see so
2: three. Three going once. Yeah three going twice sold
4: i didn't mean to be big, but i was you know that's okay to be the voice of the chat here no
2: but we got to get it we got to get ahead of these
4: yeah agreed Zach's right. totally not paying attention
2: <laughs> yeah zach's he's combing through notes <laughs> okay he's got a file on all of doug's trick plays
3: that i don't have i have my 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 doug research is a little antiquated at this point
4: okay are you ready for this? Yes. I just thought that people would like to know that when Dana sends me these emails, it's like obviously um, yeah. in a PDF and it just says in the email, attached, have fun with the smiley face. Uh-oh.
3: <laughs> so this is like, the, so I might as well just take out my AirPods now because I'm, <laughs> like, I'm all yeah, right. Uh, Zach and ready. I have
2: 20 turkeys left. Marissa, you have 27. <laughs> okay. Good job, Marissa.
4: Oh God. Okay. Zach, Zach's saying good job just because I have a lot of turkeys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Buckle up because this one is written in four different colors and it's an entire page long.
3: (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) I'm out.
4: Oh my God. And the item. Oh my God. Okay. The item is Doug Peterson goes for it on fourth down at least one time. Okay. And this is a sealed bid highest and lowest pay auction. all three three, three players privately write down their bids and then reveal them at the same time the highest bidder wins the item and pays their own bid then this is written in purple the lowest bidder gets nothing but also has to pay the highest bid so exactly as much as the winner if the lowest bidder does not have enough turkeys remaining to pay the highest bid they have to pay all of their turkeys and then pay the remaining debt at the start of next week oh my using God. their new turkey.
3: This is BS. This, this <laughs> one is BS, okay? Wait, there's like um. a,
4: still like three more paragraphs. The second highest bidder gets nothing and pays nothing. If there is a two-way tie for the highest bid, each of those players are r- awarded half of the item, <laughs> and each pays half of their bid, rounding up to the next whole turkey if needed. For example, if there is a two-way tie at 11 turkeys each, those two players each pay six turkeys, and then we'll get half, zero point, half points if the item hits. The lowest bidder would have to pay the full 11 turkeys, of course, since the winning bid is still 11 turkeys. If there is a two-way tie for the lowest bid, both of those players have to pay half of the winning bid rounding mm-hmm. up to the next whole turkey if the winning bid is an odd number if there is a three-way tie all three bidders get a third of the item and pay a third of their bid rounding up to the nearest whole
2: turkey this is he, he did this to spite you to some degree zach there's no doubt about it yeah so, so i, zach, I even to if out. you bid zero i have to pay something to- yeah a lot of game theory zach <laughs> And
3: and again, I, I I didn't even listen to that whole thing, so I don't even understand what I'm doing, but I know I need to put I need them, I, I need to put a high bid in and a low bid in.
2: Um, no well, Zach, if you want you, you, it's you, only one you, bid. you got you got you got about one second or you got about fifteen seconds to make your case that we should all bid like one turkey, and it's and then there's no there's no blood,
3: yeah, because I think it takes away from the from the rest of the game here, right? like i I, I did think the one two weeks ago, and I'm not blaming Denise here because it was my fault for being too aggressive and for going beyond the strategy. But it, it took away from the next, however many questions. Mm. When when you just you just got them all there, right? So point being, like I, I yeah, I, I think for the spirit of the game, and I love the competitive.
2: There's a lot. There's the eight, more, the game, eight more bids left to go. Yeah, yeah.
3: If if one of us doesn't have turkeys the rest of the way, I, I think it, it takes away from the remainder of the game. So if this was like in the second round or the third round, mm. it'd be different. But like if, if someone bids a lot here and then, you know, and then if, if Marissa bids 20, because that's what both of us have. Right. And then we're both out of turkeys because we can't bid 20. Well, um, one of
2: us is out of turkeys, but
3: yeah, then it's well, Oh, well, oh because the person
2: who, who did the middle did. doesn't pay anything.
3: Yeah, so so my point being, well, I why
4: wouldn't I bid twenty here
2: then? <laughs> Let's see, we're gonna Sorry. we're about to find out how much of an agent of chaos Marissa is. <laughs> Zach, we're, we're committed to keeping it low to you know mm-hmm. keep the keep the turkeys mm-hmm. around okay. uh, for the next eight bids. All right, is everybody ready to write their numbers?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm,
3: so I'm, I'm putting out. my high and my low, right? No no, 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 you
2: just write one number.
4: One number. Okay. Oops. Okay. <laughs>
2: Okay, everybody ready? Yep. Yeah.
4: One, two, three. Oh!
2: <laughs> for the audio listeners, Zach has a five. I have a 14, and Marissa has a 15. So Marissa gets it for 15. Zach pays 15 turkeys. He's down to five. Marissa is down to 12. She gets the duck fourth down. And I got no blood. I got 20. This
3: is ridiculous. This is it, I, I yeah, I, I saw someone say this is jump the shark. I do think this is jump the shark. Right. <laughs> this is like this this takes away, you know, I go into this game with a strategy. OK, I'm going to be strategically. And this, and then
2: it tells you, you, you everyone's got a strategy till they get their news in the mouth.
3: Yeah, you got to be flexible. My, I was going to sit out all. I was gonna sit out all of these questions. He really were. He
2: he really forced you into it. He knew that that was coming. Yeah. All right, uh, it's your uh, it's your offer up, Zach. I mean, this is
3: I've lost the fun of this game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: my, That's a drop.
3: <laughs> I wrote down my 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 list here. I, I, I don't even have it in the book. What <laughs> so, I was gonna experience. say? No, I, I, uh, <laughs> so I was I was I was gonna say um, we. Aj Brown had had, had his hundred yard game. Devontae's had his hundred yard game. Dallas Goddard is not. Dallas Goddard goes over one hundred yard, one hundred receiving yards. And 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 too serious. I I see you you got to be more adaptable. I was being adaptable there. I just <laughs> like I I didn't know Mark. I'm not getting into this. Uh, Dow's got her over 100 receiving I'm
1: yards.
2: Poor guy. <laughs> One. One. Two. Two going once. Two going twice. Sold.
4: Oh, I didn't want to give you that for two, but still a lot left.
2: Okay, is it mine or yours? Yours. Uh, Evan Engram leads the Jaguars in receiving yards. One. Two. Three. You can have it.
4: All right. Good with that.
2: All right. Yours, Marissa.
4: Okay. The Eagles have a play on offense that is longer than the longest Sipas punt.
2: Ooh, I like that one. One. Two. Three. Four.
4: Five.
2: I'm out and Zach can't bid. So you got longer, longer play than the longest sit boss punt. Yes. Okay. Danez.
4: Okay. Zach, you ready?
2: Is there one that gets your
3: turkeys back? That would be wonderful.
4: (laughs) Interesting. That's maybe a good good suggestion. Okay, this one is written in plain black, which means it's a normal one. The Eagles have more plays in the game than the Jaguars do, in which the number of yards gained by a player on the play is the same as the jersey number of the player who gained them. Same detailed rules for what counts as last week.
2: And the the item is that the Jaguars have more of them, or the Eagles the have more than the have Jaguars. More.
4: Mm-hmm. The what number have is Trevor more? Lawrence? I think he's a teen number, no? Hmm.
2: It's a teeny bopper. <laughs> I'll say one.
4: What number is he? Sixteen. Two.
2: Three. Four. Five. You can't bid. So 13. I'll take that. 13. I got it for five. I have 13 turkeys left. Oh, okay. You have four left. Zach has five left. Okay. All right, Zach, your nomination?
3: Yes. Yeah, so the, uh, this one is the Eagles have a scoreless second half. And to put this in context, they had a scoreless mm. second half last week and the week before. It's been a... Uh, kind of an under the radar discussion. That, I shouldn't even say under the radar. It's been the the gripe, if you will, from fans, people looking for a reason to nitpick this team is the way they're playing in the second half of games. So scoreless second half. It would be the third week in a row that that happens. What?
2: One. Who got that? You.
4: I think it was. I think it was you. Zach.
2: Zach, who got it?
3: You both said it at the same time. 2
4: You can have it.
2: Okay. Um the Eagles score a touchdown out of empty. 2
4: 1 3
3: Um how many more are there after this? There's three more after this? There are, there are two more, after, two more this. after this. Yeah. And I'm not playing Denise's. So four.
2: Five. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. Uh two left. I have six. Marissa has four. Zach has five.
4: Okay. A player from either team scores the scores a touchdown for the first time this season.
2: Oh. Okay. One. Eagles have had a lot of guys score touchdowns. So this is going to be Jaguars heavy, I think. Although any defensive player, you're likely you get one.
3: Two.
4: How many do I have left? Five?
2: Four. I have four.
4: Okay, Zach can have that one.
2: Zach can have for... What does he have, two? two? Two. Well, I'll say three then.
4: Oh.
3: Um... I'll go five, so I get something here. Because if okay. I went four, I would only have one turkey left, and I can carry it over, but there's no certainty. Yeah, so I'll, I'll okay. go five.
2: Yeah. I will not take the six. You got it. All right, okay. last one from Denise. All
4: right. The Eagles convert first downs, including touchdowns, on more than 25% of their first down plays. Eagles are third in the league at this at 27%. Jacksonville's defense is fourth in the league in preventing it, allowing just
2: 18%. And it's the Eagles have at least 25% first downs on first down plays.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Denny's loves loves the uh first down conversions.
4: One.
2: I don't think they're gonna do it this week, but I uh I want it, so I'll take I'll say four. Damn. All right.
4: I thought I was being conservative there towards the end. But, All right. Uh, so oh, got, you got a lot again. I ha, did. We have to. We have to. Create.
3: Well, it's it's because of these these. I I came into it with thirty turkeys and I had a budget per thing, and then I I lose.
2: Uh, lost fifteen to, turkeys unfortunately on uh, without getting anything for it.
3: Yeah, and I purposefully said that I would never play a game where you can get where you can lose turkeys and not get anything for He's, them.
2: Then it's forced you into it. Yeah. So <laughs> look,
3: it's the rules of engagement. We all play by the same rules. I'm not going to
2: complain, but you are going to be dejected.
3: I, I, I am dejected because I don't know what my learning point is from, from this one here, right? Like I, I <laughs> yeah, suppose I, 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 yeah. I could have played that better. Like I, I could have gone a higher amount to, a to, try to,
4: get,
3: to try to get into the middle. But my my point is, is like I, I thought last time it was clearly my fault. Like, I, I watched it back and I said, <laughs> all right, I may you know, this I can learn from. I frankly don't know what I can learn from in this situation. It, it, it's just like a, you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. In any event it's Well, it with was the
4: called the sealed bid highest and lowest pay auction. So. so if you
2: ever find yourself in a scenario in which that happens. <laughs> just leave the room. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like exit the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, all right, let's get to it. I, I, I do
3: think that would be better as uh, if, 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 if I can make a recommendation, I understand why Denise had a structure. I, I think for the purpose of the game, it's better if that's the second one or the third one, maybe even the second one, because then there's a little more at stake there. Once the first one, I think it detracts from the, from the rest of the game. That's just my two
2: cents. My two cents is that uh, you need to be careful telling Din is what to do because it's only <laughs> likely to come back to bite you again the next time. Okay. All right. Uh, would you like to go first, or do you need a second to? Uh, no. Look, I'm.
3: I I can do. I'm a professional. I'll do my job well. And uh, we 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 have predictions to Should make. Should we talk yeah.
2: about uh, Michael Irvin discovering your favorite saying, even though he's getting it <laughs> completely wrong? <laughs>
3: Uh so I I I did see that someone sent it over to us. It's not my favorite saying, but it is a saying that I've said and Jalen Hurts has said. <laughs> What's I didn't your tell favorite Joe... saying? My favorite saying,
4: yeah.
0: if
3: you do the right thing all the time, you stop noticing and others start noticing. I think that I think uh I
0: like you know,
3: that. if you that's think you one. can, if you is think
4: that you a can shout or... out of or
3: No, no, no. <laughs> if if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's that that's another one of my favorite sayings. Um, so yeah, those are two off the top of my head.
2: What if you think that you can fly?
3: Well, it's it's meant more reasonably. It's it's basically like like don't make excuses, right? Sure. It, yeah, so and to to uh, to yeah, to have that the value of attitude in any event. Jalen Hurts used the thermostat thermometer line. Do you want to be the thermostat, not the thermometer? And uh I I it, for long-time listeners, you know I've said this on the pod. For new listeners, um, I have said this on the pod, but it's it's something that I heard from Mark Sanchez. I was doing the story, and I asked Mark Sanchez about um, the importance of a quarterback in the, in the locker room and, and kind of what he's learned throughout his career, and he said Mark Burnell taught him that, to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. And uh, I thought that's applicable in you know everyday life. It's certainly applicable in – in a household, when you know I have a spouse and children, right? You want to flex, uh, <laughs> flex there, yeah, proud of that, but yeah, you want to set the temperature, you want to always have a positive attitude, you want to set the temperature in the room. So, uh, John Hurt said that, and Michael Irvin heard it and was like, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll let Bo Beau describe, Bo's pretty descriptive.
2: Well, I mean, it was like he was acting as if you would imagine he acts if if he were on cocaine, um, but uh, it was nuts, but he called it. He he, he got it wrong. He was saying that th- he was saying the thermometer. So <laughs> yeah. He goes into that room. He tells all the playmakers. You got to be the thermometer. Well, not quite, but uh, I mean, yeah, you know, he's excited about it.
3: But the spirit of it's But yes.
2: don't ruin his fun. Yes. OK, uh, do you want to go ahead? for your Crystal Ball Eagle prediction?
3: Uh, so Eagles-Jaguars this, this weekend. Um, tough game. And tough game because I like the way the Jaguars play. I do think I, the revenge factor, I thought, was kind of like an overrated storyline with Carson Wentz. I, I didn't think Carson was going to lift his performance because he was playing against the Eagles, right? I do think this matters to Doug Peterson. I don't think this is just the game on the schedule. I, I think he I would love... That. He would love to come in here and like stick it to the Eagles, right? I think it's kind of the way Doug's wired. Doug, Doug has that chip on his shoulder. It's kind of the way he saw himself throughout his career. It's often the way he saw him saw his time here, and it's it's the card. Excuse me, it's the card that he played best. Uh, so uh, I think he's going to have some tricks up his sleeve. I, I I think the Eagles have have to come and play. But I think the Eagles are the better team here. Uh, So my guess is is that there's a healthy amount of scoring from both sides, even with Jacksonville playing well. The over/under here is 45 and a half, a bit on on the lower side here. Um, I think that the Jags cover, but the Eagles win. Okay, Uh, so I am going with I love split in the middle. Yes, I do. That way, you can play both sides of the yeah. coin, right? Uh, let's go, twenty-eight to twenty-three.
2: Okay. Um, Eagles. This game has been on my radar. I said in, my, in the Crystal Ball Eagle prediction draft before the season, I said uh, that I predicted that the Jaguars would win this game. I think that the specific prediction was either by double digits or in a, la- a last last minute go ahead touchdown something like that where the story would be that doug doug got it done uh and so i'm probably gonna do the zach thing here and split the middle because now i have that prediction on the record <laughs> so now i can predict the eagles yeah. to win and that way no matter what i'm i'm correct but i do like i i if this game were against any other coach and it was the exact same team i would feel very good about the eagles winning this game um I, I think the Jaguars are a very good team uh, from what we've seen so far. And I think it's an interesting matchup. I think, again, we're going to learn a little bit about Jalen Hurts in this offense um, against a better defense. The, their offense doesn't, doesn't scare me as much, um, even though they've been very good. I buy the defense a little bit more than I buy the offense. But the Doug thing is, I, I, I mean, I don't want to give too much credit to like what a head coach can do. But I, 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 like. I really am thinking that there's going to be some Doug magic in this game because you know that he's been thinking about this game all summer long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen the Andy Reid special, special game plan games, right? Doug's going to have something cooking. Now, the flip side is like, you know, Doug was trying to win in uh, 2020 and 2019, and you know, if he could cook something up, you would think that he could have cooked, cooked it up then. But I, I do. I think that there's I think that there's a little something to this game. Like I think his guys are gonna know that there's something to this game. We talked about before, like it's not it's not the same way from the Eagles side where it's like yeah. they need to go after go after Doug and get him. I like I think I think it's gonna be a really, really good game. Um, but because I want to split the difference, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles to win and I think it's gonna be close. I'm gonna say 24 uh, 23. So for the first time we see the Eagles win a close game uh, and that's the next notch on their belt in the uh, in the road of this season. So there you go. I think it's real. It's going to be it's going to be fun.
3: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Seahawks Broncos game in week one when you saw how much that meant to the Seahawks. Yeah, right? like like it, it meant something to Russell Wilson, of course, but like the Broncos weren't like we need to really stick it to Seattle. But a like Seattle sideline Pete Carroll like the player, like that, that meant so much to them. And I, I think this one's going to mean so much to Jacksonville.
2: I just think the Eagles are, are the better team. How do you feel about a rain game? Sounds like we're going to get, we might, this might be a weather game.
3: Yeah. It looks like that. Um, I, I mean, think I mean, advantage rain, Jags. Yeah. Rain's always, yeah. Rain, I think always favors the, uh, the less talented team, yeah, right? Cause job. it can be a, a uh, neutralizer. Um, and we'd be remiss not to say uh big Browns game this weekend. Browns Falcons right browns uh are you know they're they're um a
2: their offense is very good
3: a fluky a fluky two minutes away from like being undefeated right now right um so oh, they're yeah. trust me yeah. i've heard
4: that many times <laughs> yeah
3: so i yeah i mean credit to their offensive line uh credit to their jumbo package and <laughs> and, and credit to kevin stefanski um because because that's a group that is uh you know, they have the Falcons this this weekend. They're favored. I if 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 they advance to the three and one, uh, I mean, I mean I mean watch out for, for Cleveland. So uh big game down in Atlanta. We'll be monitoring that.
2: All right. And then well,
3: we, we, oh, we 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 have to do our our uh, weekly our, our our weekly segment here. Wake Forest football has <laughs> Who's the one who's –
2: weren't you the one talking about
3: efficiencies in the show? Yes. Has has Florida State, 22 versus 23, okay? Maryland football has Michigan State. That's that's an interesting game. I watched Michigan State get handed to them by Washington a few weeks ago. And the undefeated Syracuse Orange have that powerhouse Wagner on Saturday. So uh, those are where our colleges are this weekend.
4: Yep. Hopefully, it's for Syracuse. They play uh, NC State next week, right? So they have a yes, game so. next week. So hopefully, yep. this is not a you know one of those looking ahead too far ahead that they. Who's the head coach
3: know. at Wagner, Zach? <laughs> that I, I do not know. But actually, the NC State game is two weeks from now. They have a bye week next week. Okay.
4: Think, so. Okay. So hopefully that they're yeah. they're focused on is getting it, this win. Is and-
2: it Wagner or Wagner? I believe it's Wagner. Hmm. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> all right uh and,
4: and we can't forget princeton big princeton, game first. columbia yep
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do it that's obviously the game the only game i care about so uh, <laughs> we'll be monitoring that so for coach flynn thanks again for joining us the goat uh always a pleasure to have him for marissa for zach for denise although maybe not on behalf of zach on that front <laughs> We appreciate you listening. Remember to download and uh, delete and download again and subscribe and unsubscribe and like on YouTube, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you after the game Sunday evening. So for all of us, as always, we love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic.
3: Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL
0: articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.